0: Welcome to What's Your Story, Threads of Human Experience, the podcast that weaves meaningful memories, unexpected lessons, and unforgettable encounters. I'm your host, Lorenzo Gavilan Vargas, and in this episode, I'm going to explore the healing power of hip hop. Not many people would think of rap music as therapeutic, but hip hop has provided an outlet for self expression in the darkest times of the lives of Sinzir and Dwight Farhat. Now their lives and careers are dedicated to sharing the art form that has saved them. But first, we have to go back to where it all began. Hip hop was born during the 1970s in New York City. Conceived and introduced to the world at block parties in the Bronx, we now know of rap as a mainstay in popular music and culture. As the genre evolved through the years, the role of the MC, or Master of Ceremonies, has transformed from a sidekick to the DJ and the voice of the party, to the star of the show. Whether that voice now transports you to inner-city American life, protests a violent regime, or brags about who has the biggest chain, to be an MC is to be a poet. This new form of poetry has offered an outlet for self-expression in communities that previously may have not had any. The accessibility of rap is one of the reasons it has resonated with people across the world in its 50-odd-year history, even in Calgary, the stampede city where country music reigns supreme.
1: Honestly, we about to put Calgary on a map. The global map. Um, I'm going to the Grammys. Selling out the Saddle Dome. A lot. I see a lot. I see a lot of beautiful things. I see a lot of collaboration. Um, A lot of opening doors for other artists. Yeah, I see a lot of amazing things. Like, just, you know, bringing that, bringing a certain vibe and energy to Calgary that I think um, is needed.
0: That's Shanice Connolly, rap name Sinzeer, speculating on what the future holds for her. The rapper has big plans, and for good reason. Her debut album, Tabula Rasa, was released in 2022 to critical acclaim and she was the first rapper ever to perform at the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. But before she could afford to dream big, Sinzir was just someone with a passion for music, struggling with her mental health and how to express herself.
1: Uh, Growing up in a Jamaican household, um, identifying as I did, it was very hard for my mom to deal with. Um, She's from a different generation, um, different country where it's very shunned there. So um, she didn't understand it. She didn't grow up seeing it. And so it was something that was very, it was was very challenging for her to deal with. Um, Now in the midst of me um, expressing my sexuality more and stepping more into who I am, I also had to navigate her feelings and emotions, which was very challenging. And ultimately it almost destroyed our relationship at one point.
0: When her single mother had to play the role of mom and dad, finding time to connect was challenging.
1: As much as she did everything she had to do to take care of us, put clothes on our back and food on our table, uh, she wasn't very nurturing, um, which was what led me to uh, just looking for that love outside of myself, outside of my home, which ultimately you know, led me to uh, selling drugs.
0: During her childhood, Sinzir always had an affinity for music. Starting off as a dancer, she made her name as the premier female DJ in Western Canada, before her transition to the role of the MC, mirroring the path from sidekick to main event that hip-hop itself took. So when she found herself in the darkest time of her life, living through shootouts and high-speed chases, sincere turned to her saving grace.
1: A lot of things um, I couldn't express to my mom or express to my siblings or I didn't feel comfortable enough expressing to my friends. Um, I was able to express that on, you know, putting that pen to the pad or Blackberry or whatever, right? <laughs> But I was, able to, I was able to express it to instrumentals. And to me, that was the most powerful. That inception for me was the most powerful, profound moment in my life. Because I'm like, I can say anything I want. And this beat isn't going to judge me. I've been dealing with my childhood traumas. I've been trying to keep my distance from the drama. I've been thinking about my sister had her first child.
0: As much as hip hop acts as a therapeutic outlet, another powerful element is its ability to bring people together. I could do that, I can throw in some tops. Here's a gletto with a Latin instrument, like a You can throw (laughs) one of those on top. (laughs) Inside the Arts Learning Center at Arts Commons in downtown Calgary, people begin to roll in for the Tribardi Society's weekly Monday rap night. Monday rap night usually runs from five to seven PM. The night consists of a smudge, talking circle, and a cipher where everyone is invited to show off their bars. Dwight Firehat, rap name Tribe, is the man behind the Tribe Artist Society. He has dedicated his life and the society to two things, helping people and hip hop. But, before I can take you to Monday Rap Night, you have to get to know Dwight. He wasn't always a hip hop head. In elementary school, the artists that Dwight really looked up to were acts like Guns N' Roses or Michael Jackson. And one certain rap duo really cemented his dislike for the genre. There was a group named Crisscross who came out and jump, jump. Yeah, exactly,
2: jump, jump. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm in grade one, two, or three. I can't remember, but all of a sudden, all the grade sixers they start coming to school with their clothes on backwards, and I'm like losing my mind. They got these big jeans, and, and they're hanging down, and their clothes are on backwards. And in my mind,
0: I, I was like. This music has made these guys, these tough grade sixers, suck. He would maintain his dislike for hip-hop until a few years later when Dwight heard the song Can of Corn by West Coast rapper Coolio. A
2: can of corn, a can of corn, I tried to get full off a can of corn.
0: At first, he wasn't feeling it.
2: So I come in the room just making fun of this song, busting it, whatever. And then, uh, you know, somebody said, like, yo, do you know what he's talking about?
0: All I had for dinner was a can of corn Can of corn Can of corn Before I went to school I had a can of corn Coolio was talking about going hungry After Dwight went home that day Rewound the tape and really listened to the lyrics He found that Actually he really identified with it
2: I felt like Coolio was telling The story, parts of the story Of my family Because food security in my house growing up Was always a real issue Um And And just that, you know, I tried to get full off a can of corn. It was like, man. And that's when I found out that, like, that I wasn't so alone. I wasn't the only one. Here's this famous person making this song about something that makes me feel so small and feel so low and feel so lonely. It made me, it it empowered me.
0: After this, everything clicked. On New Year's Eve 1999, Dwight and his friend wrote their first song, Kick It Up A Notch Or Two. They were in their first year of high school.
2: Yo, we kick it up, yo, a nacho sure too. pickety pump up the bass for you and your crew. Come on, kick it up, yo, a nacho sure too. pickety pump up the bass for you and your crew. And we're like jumping on the bed, wilding out, and it was the funnest day. And after that night, I was like, I'm hooked on this. This is what I want to do. And it's a shame. no I ain't going back no more. See the tomahawks fly while well, my balls pull and it's a shame. no I ain't going back no more. See the tomahawks fly while well, my balls pull and it's a shame. no I ain't going back no more. See the tomahawks fly while well, my balls
0: pull. Much like sincezire, he maintained his passion for hip-hop throughout a troubled childhood. When he was 16, he ran away from home and ended up at a group home. While he was there, Young Dwight was inspired by the indigenous workers to pursue social work himself. Because
2: before then, the word Indian really was taught to me from a young child that it meant hopeless, it meant somebody who grows up to hurt somebody, it meant, you know, all these negative things. And then then when I went to the group home, the word Indian meant, you know, somebody who makes me feel safe, somebody who's strong, somebody who's always smiling, laughing, somebody who cares about me, my kids who aren't even born yet, and their kids.
0: Two years ago, Dwight founded the Tribe Artist Society, a charity that blends his passions for hip-hop and helping people, and provides an avenue for anyone to express themselves through community and hip-hop. So, let's head back to Monday Rap Night. Sitting in the Arts Learning Center, chairs oriented in a circle, you find yourself surrounded by people of all backgrounds and identities. The lights are dim throughout the room, except for the DJ's booth which is adorned with all sorts of Tribe Artist Society logos. The night begins as people are rolling in, with DJ Nasty G showing off how he makes his beats, and a live tutorial and demo. Nasty! Just nasty! So, that's, a, that's one way to do it. But, like, back to the, the Ableton session, like, you know... As more people get settled in, Dwight prepares the sage for smudging. He addresses the group and explains that after consulting with elders, he was given special privileges to have his smudge recorded to help share the power of indigenous culture.
2: I don't have matches. I bought matches, but I left them at home on my desk.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Creator, it's me, Dwight. I want to start this session off right. Thank you, Creator, for this life and this gift of life and this thing in my chest called a heart. I want to ask that you fill it with your love and your strength. Don't let us forget who we are. Don't let us forget our connection to you. I want to pray for the world and for the earth and for all the water and all the four-legged and all the animal people. I want to thank you for all the beautiful gifts we have. And I want to pray for all the people who stood here before us too on this very land. Creator, I want to invite you into my heart.
0: Once everyone had finished smudging, the group went straight into a talking circle. Everyone took turns introducing themselves and explained what monday rap night meant to them
2: my name is Tabo, uh but i also go by k the chosen or just k uh pronouns he him uh hip-hop and spoken word artist very excited to be back in the circle it's been a while I think i've been connected from a distance so it's good to be physically here i'm excited to hear everybody and connect with everybody today Um uh,
0: go ashley she hurt Let's get this party started. Yeah, you can just decipher. A cipher is when everyone takes turns rapping, mostly freestyle. Meaning you make it up as you go
2: the cats on the show, like literally I'm a cat, look at my tail and go I got the flow, sometimes I got the head balls, but other times it comes out as the word as I hit the flows oh Oh, no, I think I'm falling down in water again, getting drowning in all the flows that I got them again, then the beat stopped and then it came back again hey man, guess I'm praying on the track again, praying for the famine praying just for the world, cause things that I be seen be super scary world cause I be like a cat looking up at the humans, they doing so many things it's so confusing like do you love your brother do you love your mother so why are you lying to him and why you never bother to have him up a little and pick them up a little instead you rub my belly and then i purr a little
0: ah, <laughs> that was k the chosen a local artist he is one of the most experienced rappers in the circle but the magic of the cypher is that it doesn't matter your expertise everyone gets to spit their bars and the group listens judgment free
2: You have to have this immense amount of bravery and what you get to see is just like some warrior. Like, even if it's just like the crappiest rhyme, everybody sees it and everybody knows that feeling and everybody just like, yeah! Like, you fought through that. And being able to get on the mic and share who you are, that's the first step, you know? It's like, that's the first step to a lot, you know? A lot of people come to our our Monday rap night and they'll be like, yeah, I stay sober for this.
0: According to Dwight, there is a powerful, almost enchanting effect that rapping can have on you.
2: When you're writing, sometimes you'll be writing rhymes by yourself and you'll, and you'll get writers blocked by yourself. When you allow yourself to say, you know, I'm going to allow myself to write crappy lyrics, and you just go and you start writing and start writing, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you allow yourself that, all this good stuff just starts coming out. It's, it's a part of that bravery in yourself, and so that self-expression, if you can find your authentic self-expression... You can really start to show who you are in your head and your heart and your spirit to the world.
0: That's powerful. Or, in Sinzir's case, you can find a glimmer of hope in an otherwise dark path.
1: In seeking self expression, uh, we go about that in different ways, and that's why it's important to have a healthy medium, which is music for me and ultimately. My saving grace.
2: You roll the dice, cat. Pit the underbelly, but you like that. Make it purr off.
0: Every now and then, we humans need to express our feelings and emotions to someone. And that can be achieved by talking to a friend or screaming into the void. But if you find that you've explored all the options and nothing is working out for you, just lay down a beat and let the words flow.
2: That sounded bad, kinda, but it had to rhyme. It's messed up, but still, you got to tell the time.
0: You've been listening to what's your story threads of human experience i'm lorenzo gavilan vargas special thanks to meg wilcox Sinzir and tina dwight farahat Kay the chosen good medicine and dj nasty g this series was produced in Mokinsis, also known as calgary the ancestral lands of the nitsidipi iihe nakoda Sutina, and metis people this series is a part of the community podcast initiative based out of mount royal university where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. As our stories intersect, we see value and importance in learning about the people and places where our lives unravel, and recognizing our responsibility to decolonize our media practice. What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience is powered by Shaw. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can pull more threads and discover more stories.